the chapel and we're gonna get married. Going to the chapel and Hi ladies and gentlemen and welcome to Wedding Pro Radio, the show that talks all things wedding and wedding related topics, whether you're planning a wedding or whether you're in the wedding industry. This show will give you tips, advice, and helpful hints to make your big day everything you dreamed it would be. I am Rich Leggett with Black Tie Events, a full-service DJ company with offices in Atlanta, Georgia, and Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas, and I'm joined by my co-host, Abby Hillis, with ACH Events. Hi, Abby. Good morning. Hey, yes, I am the owner and founder of ACH Events, and we are a full-service wedding planning company based out of Austin, Texas, but travel anywhere. Absolutely, and um, we come at this from different angles, so me from the DJ perspective and Abby from a planner perspective, which is great because I think it gives you guys different opinions on how things should go. Um, based on how we do it in the industry, and uh, we're getting a lot of great feedback. If you want to be a part of the show, you can get questions to us by text, uh, excuse me, emailing them. Um, I am Rich, R-I-C-H, at WeddingProRadio.com. Abby is A-B-B-I-E at WeddingProRadio.com. Um, our show runs live, and we want to do some thank yous to the Phoenix Radio Network, where it runs Wednesdays at 3 p.m., and then Saturday and Sunday at noon. And then also to uh, Big Talk Del Marva, where it runs Saturday and Sunday at noon. And also do some sponsor thank yous. Uh, thank you to Black Tie Events, DJ Songlist, and ACH Events for sponsoring the show. So we got some great uh, features that we're going to do this week. Abby and I are going to do our top 10 father-daughter dance songs that are kind of non-traditional that are some of our personal favorites. Got a planner tip of the week. Um, also have a couple of questions that we're going to work in and also the wedding trend. And uh, but first, we've got our main topic. What's our main topic today? We are chatting all things timeline. So how can we possibly build out the best timeline uh, that you can for your wedding day? And, you know, that's such an important topic because it, it, you really uh, time is money in the wedding industry. Um, you only have a certain amount of time to get stuff done and being efficient with it and planning your timeline out and getting it meticulous um, so you can get everything in is, is really, really key. Yes, for sure. And I would say that, um, you know, the timeline is you always create some sort of basic timeline right at the beginning when you're starting to plan your wedding. And then that timeline will grow and grow and become more detailed and have more uh, specific notes um, as you go throughout the planning process. But having a good start of how the day should flow and how to pick the best start times for your ceremony and then how things work around that um, is super important to set yourself up for success as you're booking your vendors. Yeah, and more and more people pick um, the time for the ceremony, not only for uh, the photo aspect of it, but also because it's kind of a cool time to do it based on when sunset is going to be. 100%. Yeah, and you have to think about when uh, the sun goes down because if you're not if you're not given a ton of uh, sunlight for pictures, you're going to miss some opportunities for some really good pictures and you know we've talked about this time and time again that when the day is over all you do have is your photo and videos and um, you don't want everything taken in the dark uh, flash works but it's not the best uh, types of photos that we can get so um, sunset is definitely like the number one place to start when you guys are determining when you should uh, start your ceremony and the biggest factor with sunset that plays into that is uh, the daylight savings time. So you have to pay attention to when that is because that drastically affects, um, there's like a big shift in the sunset time yeah. when you when you deal with daylight savings time. So it happens in the fall and then it happens in the spring. Um, so that's definitely uh, a big factor in determining your ceremony start time. 
Yeah, and other things that people want to want to consider when doing the ceremony is if you're doing a first look, because that may add a little bit of time or may save a little bit of time. If you're doing that and getting the photos done, because if you've already seen the bride, then you can get some photos done with her before the wedding itself. As uh, the opposite of that is, if they're not seeing each other, then most of those photos come right after the ceremony. So you got to build that time in as well. Exactly, exactly. So that's a, so for example of that to illustrate that. If your ceremony time uh, start time is five o'clock and sunset is at uh, like six six thirty, your ceremony if it's a you know short and sweet one will end at five thirty and then you really only have about thirty minutes to capture any other photos of family or the bride and groom just portraits uh, during that golden time. So you're you're really cramped for time. But if you've done a first look prior to the ceremony, then in theory most of your pictures should pretty much be done. So it's okay to have a later ceremony. Right. Um, if you were not to be doing a first look and your sunset was still setting around 6.15, 6.30, then I would probably recommend bumping up your ceremony closer to 4 to make sure that you have ample time to get all the good pictures in that you want. Right, and you also have to take a look at, at when your venue is um, open and available for you to get in because that's pretty much when the timeline starts. Well, I guess probably mm -hmm. hair and makeup if you're doing it off-site before you get there, but pretty much when your timeline starts at the venue is uh, is when they can give you access to get in there and, and do a little prep and that kind of stuff before the ceremony starts. Exactly, yeah, so it's like you set your ceremony time and then you hit your points before and after of your venue access. So um, if you have access at noon that day, then like that's your next little point of kind of working out the timeline and then you gotta figure out when you have to be out of the venue. You know, so some venues have a 12 hour rental, some are 10, 8, whatever it is, you have to look at that and figure out how you have your parameters around your day based on that access. So again, if you're doing a, you know, four o'clock ceremony and you don't have access to your, to your venue until noon, just like you said, you have to go ahead and get ready offsite uh, more than likely if there's a good chunk of you guys needing to do hair and makeup because you're not going to have enough time to get ready. Um, unless you have just like a plethora of, of hair and makeup artists there ready to knock everyone out all at once. Right. Um, but that's not pretty typical. No. Um, but yeah, then you have to figure out, okay, so then we arrive and maybe we just get dressed on site. And then um, I, from, from there, you can kind of work up to the ceremony. And then you do the same thing but reverse for your time out. So say uh, all vendors and everything have to be, has to be cleaned up by noon, or midnight. Um, you back up an hour from that at least to allow all vendors to clean up. So then you would say, okay, my send off is around 11 p.m. or maybe it needs to be 10.30 if you have a band that needs an hour and a half to break down. Right. Um, and then you're like, okay, if I know my send off is there, how do I make sure that I build in um, the correct flow for the night from the cocktail hour all the way through the send off? And um, I'm gonna kind of uh, kick it over to you on this because you know we've talked about how you know, tradition says that cocktail hours close to an hour long, dinner maybe an hour, maybe an hour and a half, depending on um, the service style that you've, you've chosen. Right. But there are variations to that. And you can have a super, super short cocktail hour that bumps everything up and allows more time for dancing. Um, if you are, already have a lot of your pictures done or, you know, you can you can kind of shift things around. Um, so I, I don't know, like, what do you see? And like, I always see a, like pretty typical is an hour for cocktail hour, hour for dinner. But um, what other variations have you seen that, that you've done for your clients? Well, I think with the cocktail hour, it varies on a couple of points. Um, one, it varies on how much time they need for pictures. Usually, mm -hmm. cocktail hours, I, I find, um, are very rarely a full hour. It's mainly based on when um, the bride and groom get all their photos finished and then can come into the reception. 
So I've seen it as short as 30 minutes, um, as long as an hour, average probably 45 minutes that the photographer needs to take pictures after the ceremony and get all the, the shots that the bride and groom want. So um, I would say it's kind of a floating thing, but it very rarely is a full hour unless you're doing a really, really formal event where they set it aside and say, okay, we're going to be an hour over here in this ballroom and then come mm -hmm. in at this time for dinner. That's, that's typically when it is a full hour, but most times... Usually after you finish the ceremony and the ceremony photos, you move right into the to the reception aspect of things. So um, the other thing for dinner is I think I usually try to plan out an hour for dinner, but it kind of depends on the style of service. If it's a buffet, you can get it done in 45 minutes or an hour. Um, if it's a seat and serve, it really depends on the staff and how many guests you have and how, how long that's going to take to serve everybody individually and then bust the tables and, and everything else. So, you know, it kind of depends on the food service and, and what you have down for that. Totally. And I, and I would say my recommendation for once you kind of have your middle start of your ceremony and you've got the, the, the start and end of the entire day, bring in your caterer and bring in your photographer to kind of help you build out how the flow of the day should go to make sure that you can account for um, all the different things that need to happen. I know that caterers have certain things that they have to, and I should say even food service in general, they have things that they have to make sure that happen and they only have a certain amount of staff. So if you're wanting um, past champagne for your toast, you know, you have to make sure that they've had ample time to uh, serve everyone and then bus everyone before right. passing and serving champagne glasses to everyone. So making sure that you're giving ample time in the timeline for them to you know, successfully do that. And then, you know, photographers, if, you, if they've received a super long shot list from you and it has all of these pictures that they need to capture, you know, they may have recommendations on the flow of the day based on how to make sure to get all of those pictures and if it's, you know, a longer than normal list. So bringing in those vendors to contribute to the timeline conversation, I would say is like one of the biggest suggestions that I would have in um, making sure that your, your flow is logistically sound for your wedding day. Absolutely. And, you know, again, we talked about the, the more succinct your timeline is, the more time you can have stuff for dancing, which is what, you know, um, mm -hmm. is the main celebration part of the reception. Um, so basically with a, a wedding reception, what a lot of what you need to think about timeline is you typically you, you're going to do an introduction and then uh, maybe your first dance right after the introduction and then mm -hmm. have somebody do a blessing and a prayer and then go into dinner. Um, then your hour to 45 minutes for, for dinner. And then I usually recommend, in, in my case, doing the parents' dances right after dinner to open the dance floor for the evening. And so that's uh, dance set number one. And then you generally have people dancing until toast and cake cutting, which is about the midway point. Um, after toast and cake cutting, you do dance set number two. And then um, bouquet and garter, typically the last 45 minutes, 45 minutes before last dance. And then that would be dance set number three from bouquet and garter. So what I try to do with my clients is always make sure we can get at least three dancing sets in um, during the course of the evening. And then that's where their song list and we work those songs in and, and just kind of keep the dance floor moving and make sure everybody's having fun. So, um, but it can be, you know, as, as just depending on how everything plans out as little as an hour and a half, so you have three 30-minute dance sets, or as many as uh, three hours, so you're having you know 45-minute dance sets or mm -hmm. hour dance sets um, going on in between each of those events. 
Okay, so I'm going to be totally transparent here and be honest. Yeah. I've always had dance sets for bands and never thought of it to set, like to schedule it the same way for DJs. Like, never. Yeah. Which is hilarious. I, like, full disclosure. See, I'm still learning things, even though I feel like I know so much about weddings. So you've taught me something today of, like, think about yeah actual sets even with a dj i like yeah. you know band makes it it's in their contract that they have to have a break and every so often and it right. has to be a certain amount of time so i've always had to work those in to the timeline but i've never really been diligent about saying like okay let's make sure these three times of the night are really high energy dancing yeah. uh so you taught me something oh well i'm glad i could do that <laughs> you teach me something every single time we talk so i'm glad i finally taught you something but yeah <laughs> you've taught me multiple things i don't know about that well, you know, it's it's crucial because you want those sets in. I mean, you're hiring the entertainment. And, you know, mm -hmm. I tell this to my clients a lot of times is I think, um, you know, a huge percentage of guests when they leave, uh, what they remember is that they danced and had a good time. So, yes. you, you know, that's going to be the focal point. They're going to remember how beautiful the bride was. But the main thing is if they danced and had fun. That's what people talk about when they leave a wedding reception. And the more dance sets you can get in and the more people you can get dancing, absolutely, it works great that way. Um, we've got about a minute and a half left, Abby, in this segment. Do you, did you have anything that you wanted to wrap up and touch on? Yeah, I think it, kind of continuing on the, the dancing note, I think the one thing that I always tell people to be just particular about is um, be aware for how long you are dancing. Um, I've had you know clients in the past who they don't really want to do any of the to-dos. They do all the toast at the rehearsal, um, they may do a first dance, just the two of them, but then not even do parent dances. Um, and th their focus is specifically just like literally having a party, clubbing right. it, like Absolutely. let's dance and let let's hang out. And so that's great. And there's nothing wrong with it. And I think one specific client that I'm thinking of, I mean, I think they, they dance for three and a half hours and there's nothing wrong with that. I think the one thing to be like cognizant of is that that's a really long time to exert energy, to sweat, and to yep. drink alcohol. Yep. Um, so if you do have a longer dance time um, and you are serving alcohol, think about adding in some sort of late night snack for your guests to kind of replenish them. Um, and then and kind of, you know, be aware of like when the bar is going to close versus, versus when you're actually leaving um, to maybe give guests, you know, 30 minutes to an hour to kind of um, hydrate a little bit with some water, some tea and and make sure that you know if, if you are um you know dancing for a long time you know if you needed to have transportation arranged for all of your guests to get them home safely um i think my biggest my biggest concern with a really long dance time is just always making sure everyone gets home safely and makes it through the end of the night um replenished with food and water so that's like my one thing that i, I just always try to make sure look at your time and how long your guests are going to be hanging out because you just want to make sure you take care of them yep i agree and that is a great tip we are going to be back uh after a couple of words with more wedding pro radio right after this ach events is a full service wedding planning and design team based in texas with a focus on unparalleled service and event personalization we offer our clients expert advice and hands-on guidance, ultimately bringing your special day to fruition through a highly personalized, stress-limiting, and always enjoyable planning experience. Texas is our home, but we handle weddings across the country and internationally. Wedding planning can be overwhelming, especially in this time of COVID-19, but we're here to help. So join the hundreds of brides we've already worked with, and let's help you make your wedding vision come true. Contact us at achevents.com, and let's start planning your dream wedding. 
DJ Song List is the ultimate special event music planning tool. It's an easy-to-use application that provides music planning and organization for any event. This app is frequently used for weddings, corporate parties, and any other event where a DJ or band has been hired. The songs are sorted by genre to make them easy to find and sort. In the app, you can listen, browse, and add songs to your customizable song list. For brides, there are even sections for wedding ceremony music and wedding reception specialty songs. Once finished, you can email your band or DJ the song list directly from the app. So, if you're planning a wedding or special event, download the DJ Song List app on the Apple App Store today and see how easy music planning for your event can be. Looking for a DJ for your wedding celebration? Well, then look no further than Black Tie Events. We are your source for DJ entertainment and so much more. With offices in Atlanta and Dallas-Fort Worth, let us help make your special day everything you dreamed it would be. Contact us at btevents.com or call us at 770-582-0525. Welcome back to Wedding Pro Radio, ladies and gentlemen. So had our first segment, gave some great advice on timelines. Again, if you guys want to get questions to Abby and I, um, show's getting more and more popular and we love getting questions and hearing from you. Go ahead and uh, email us. You can email me at rich, R-I-C-H, at weddingproradio.com or abby at A-B-B-I-E at weddingproradio.com. And speaking of questions, we have a question from Sarah in East Lansing, Michigan. And it says, I'm looking to add lighting design to my wedding and I'm trying to decide what is important and what is worth budgeting for. So great question, Sarah. What do you think, Abby? I mean, lighting is one of my favorite things because it's it's super impactful to setting the mood for dinner and just for the, the night in general of dancing. Um, and I mean, even if you're looking at ceremony, lighting can do some great things for ceremony as well. It's really great at setting the mood. And I think it's one of the bigger things that's overlooked in yeah, wedding planning. I agree. Because uh, like people who are planning weddings don't really typically the first thing that they think about is light is not lighting. So um, I think... This is a great question, Sarah, and I'm super excited to answer it. Uh, Rich, I know you have a ton of uh, tips and tricks for what you can bring to the table in terms of lighting. Sure. But before we get into like that aspect of it, kind of pushing back to the beginning of the day, what are different things that um, you can think of, Sarah? And um, I think one of the biggest things is uh, pin spots. So these are little tiny lights that typically uh, somehow are like magnetically adhere to beams or poles or um, like even AC vents that sometimes are sometimes used. And these are tiny little lights that have really strong projection of light down to a center of a table. Right. So, you know, if you have 15 tables in your reception, you would project uh, like you'd get 15 pin spots and you would project them onto the center of each table and they really uh, provide good lighting. So you can actually dim the rest of the lights in the reception hall and still have like well lighting on the table. And also if you've um, you know, really invested in any sort of table decor or florals, it kind of accentuates those. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it totally highlights the, the centerpieces on the table. Totally, yeah. And they're, they're not super expensive. Obviously the install is a little bit, but the actual like pin spots to rent them, they're not something that you wouldn't think, you know, you, they're not as expensive as you would think that they are. So um, that's definitely one way to add some lighting to your, your reception and then thinking about like string lights. So there's like festoon lighting and then there's what we call twinkle lights. And festoon lighting I think is really great more for an outdoor setting. So um, say you're having ceremony inside, cocktail hour outside, reception back inside. 
Uh, maybe you're lighting the cocktail hour with festoon lighting and then that turns into an area that has yard games. Um, that, that can create a really fun ambiance outside. And then inside, I like to you know utilize twinkle lights as much as possible and string them, um, whether it's like highlighting the dance floor or just all over the entire venue or creating some sort of like canopy look with a, a lot of constant twinkle lights. That always looks really pretty and can soften the room right. um, and make it incredibly more romantic. And then for the dance floor, um, actually like highlight the dance floor and make it feel like more of like a club setting. But I'm going to pop it over to you because I want you to share a little bit more about like what lighting you provide in terms of like just the reception and then also the dance floor. Yeah. And, and a couple of points on the pen spots, folks, make sure that your venue is able to do that. There's some venues where it's really tough to do because they have yes. vaulted ceilings, um, that kind of stuff. Great so point. make sure that they, they can pull that off, either the vendor that you're using or the venue themselves. And some, ven, ven, um, some venues don't even like pen spots. So mm-hmm. make sure you check with them about that. Um, twinkle lights, I'm a big fan of them outside. Uh, I differ from you, Abby. I'm not as big a fan of them inside. Really? Um, around the dance floor. And I'll tell you why. Because typically, and we've talked about this, typically at some point in time when you want to get dancing, you have to dim the lights down. Mm. And you cannot dim twinkle lights. They're either all on or all off. So I think it adds a cool element. But I've done um, pavilions where they do twinkle lights all up in the ceiling. And it is like as bright as sunlight in there. So you People never, don't dance as much. Exactly. So you never can get them dimmed. So ah, that's, good point. Okay. that's my, my opinion because you can't dim them. Um, so I, I don't like them as much. And the DJ dance floor lighting and the band dance floor lighting usually is adequate to light up the dance floor. So you don't even really need them. But you want to be able to have that kind of dark, intimate mood to get people dancing and and kind of motivate them a little bit. So that's my uh, that's my tip on that. But, you know, so what we typically do is we will um, we will do dance for lighting or a band will do dance for lighting behind them. And that lighting is generally just on when fast dancing is taking place. It's not typically on during the first dance or the specialty dances or dinner. It's it's pretty much. Um, just when main dancing is is going on and it usually is sound active so it'll usually go to the beat of the music and and do different colors and different uh, you know different features do different things one of the other things that we like to do is what's called uplighting and basically these are lights that uh, that create a column of light around the room and the bride gets to pick the color to match her wedding color and what we usually do is we have a DJ booth that's illuminated as well so we tie that color into the uplighting color so it all kind of fits together. Um, the cool thing with uplightings, if you want to, to add, Abby, what you were talking about, a little more excitement on the dance floor is the uplights that are closer to the dance floor, you can actually turn to uh, music mode or sound active mode or DMX and have those, once you're doing fast dancing, flash and change colors to the music while the rest of them stay static and keep the same color pattern going. Um, you can also do a cool thing where you have them fade into different colors. So you can do a real slow fade, and it'll go from blue to red to green to purple at a Mm. real, real slow pace, which kind of makes a a, a neat kind of effect. And then the last thing that a lot of your entertainment providers can do, if you want, is do what's called a gobo light. Basically, this is a light that that goes up on a pole, and you get your logo on it, and they can either shine it on a a back wall or shine it on the dance floor or Mm -hmm. on the ceiling um, with the initials and wedding date or cool logo that the bride and groom have helped design so so a lot of cool options there for lighting yes so i would say definitely look at your venue first and see what is possible exactly. to create uh, and then look at your budget and you know pick and choose the things that that work into your budget that kind of help create whatever 
vibe you're going for and then make sure to incorporate your band or dj into that conversation because they also have things that they can um they can provide and typically uplights are either in one of the bigger packages that they offer or it's something that you can always add on um so that if you don't want to go through a whole nother vendor to add on a lighting vendor you can look at still doing some lighting just through your DJ or band that you've already hired. Yeah, and sometimes if the band or DJ doesn't do that, then it falls on, um, if you can go back to the venue. Sometimes the venues, some venues yeah. provide uplighting. Yeah. Um, I will True. tell you that venues are typically a little more expensive with the uplighting mm -hmm. than a band or DJ would be generally. Not much, but but you know a little bit cheaper. So if you're looking to save a little money and your band or DJ offers that, then I think that's a great option, but the venues do as well. And uh, they know the placement. The good thing about the venues is they know the placement of what the best places to put exactly. them since they do it every weekend. So that sounds great. All right. So, Sarah, we hope that answered your question. Real quick, we are going to uh, work in our wedding trend, which Abby is going to talk about. And it's wedding dress trends for 2021. Yes. Yeah, so I was doing kind of like some research on what can we expect in 2021. And, you know, we've talked about some different things, you know, smaller cakes and things like that. Um, but apparently there's a lot of transformation happening in the bridal gown department. So uh, one thing, there's like three big things that we're gonna be looking out for in 2021. And uh, one of them that we've seen prior, you know, here and there, and I was telling Rich, it's kind of rare, but you know, maybe a bride has a skirt that's a big poofy skirt that um, they wear for the ceremony and then they take it off for the reception. Um, but we're seeing more transformative pieces. So uh, like two piece bridal gowns and using different, like working different types in. And I've actually got multiple weddings this year where we're, we're legit on the timeline planning in a, uh, like a change out time uh, before the dancing starts because the brides have other outfits or different ways that they're, you know, adding new elements to their um, dress. So that's like one of the big new things that's coming and really gonna be taking a forefront in 2021. And that's super um, cool. That is super yeah. cool. It's fun and it's different pictures. Actually, I think we even talked about um, the, one of the you know, celebrity, celebrity weddings. Wedding. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I think it yeah. was uh, um, the party wedding. John Party and his yep. wife. Yeah, yep. that was right. Um, and then the other two things that we can keep an eye out for is actually shoulder capes. So this is a new thing. It's kind of like a makeshift veil. So rather than having a veil, it's more of like um, a cape-looking style that kind of hangs over the shoulders um, that are removable, and then you take them off for you know the dance party time but it's a little softer look for the ceremony. Right. And then apparently big ruffles are coming in. So huge, I mean, you guys have to go look at these pictures and we'll share some on social media, but big, huge ruffles are coming in on dresses. Huge ruffles, That's like funny. excessive ruffles. That's apparently a thing. So like can't get we'll through the door, out. like can't get through the door excessive. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, like back when like Tool was really big. Yeah, well, yeah. It's like turning into ruffles. <laughs> That's funny. That is fun. Yeah, so that's your wedding trends for 2021 for wedding dresses. Perfect. Good job, Abby. We're going to be back right after this with more Wedding Pro Radio. DJ Songlist is the ultimate special event music planning tool. It's an easy-to-use application that provides music planning and organization for any event. This app is frequently used for weddings, corporate parties, and any other event where a DJ or band has been hired. The songs are sorted by genre to make them easy to find and sort. In the app, you can listen, browse, and add songs to your customizable song list. For brides, there are even sections for wedding ceremony music and wedding reception specialty songs. Once finished, you can email your band or DJ the song list directly from the app. So, if you're planning a wedding or special event, download the DJ Song List app on the Apple App Store today and see how easy music planning for your event can be. 
ACH Events is a full-service wedding planning and design team based in Texas with a focus on unparalleled service and event personalization. We offer our clients expert advice and hands-on guidance, ultimately bringing your special day to fruition through a highly personalized, stress-limiting, and always enjoyable planning experience. Texas is our home, but we handle weddings across the country and internationally. Wedding planning can be overwhelming, especially in this time of COVID-19, but we're here to help. So join the hundreds of brides we've already worked with and let's help you make your wedding vision come true. Contact us at achevents.com and let's start planning your dream wedding. Welcome back to Wedding Pro Radio, ladies and gentlemen. So now it is time for our planner tip of the week and spotlighting that is the wonderful Abby Hillis with ACH Events who's going to uh, throw some magic our way and give us some, some logistics from the planner perspective. Yeah, so we've we've previously talked about a rain plan and how a tent may be necessary uh, to help you achieve a logistically sound wedding day with a tent. Yep. Um, but I wanted to kind of, I realized I had a big conversation with one of my clients about the logistics of a tent. And I thought, you know what, that's really good info to share. Yeah. Um, so I just kind of wanted to dive in and just give some pointers on things to think about uh, with a tent. So. One of the biggest things I think that always shocks people about tents is they're expensive. Uh, they're a big ticket item on your budget when you're when you're allocating your budget at the beginning. So just be prepared that it's not something that's going to be cheap. And if you do find something that's very cheap, be very weary of how professional it's going to be installed and make sure that it's still a very sound um, company and secure tent. Because the last thing you want is is to have issues with the tent the day of the wedding. Yeah, you don't um, want a you don't want a fifteen degree, mile an hour wind blowing the thing right up in the air. So, right on. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. What's well, and so, Abby, you know what? It's like any of the vendors that we say hire the professionals that do this day in and day out. Um, tent right. may be expensive, but don't go with any of these vendors. Don't go cheap because you're just asking for headaches. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. And so, you know, you have to think about, um, like, obviously there's the cost of the tent and there's the cost of the labor to install the tent. And typically right. it takes a good solid team of, of people to install it. And then the other thing to think about is typically a tent can take anywhere between two to four hours to install and takes anywhere from one to two hours for teardown. And sometimes depending on the size, size of the tent, more than that. If um, you have access at noon to your venue, but your ceremony starts at four, you're probably not going to have enough time to install that tent and have it up and ready to go before guests start arriving. So you may also have to add additional time onto your venue rental. So that can be an additional cost with a tent. And you may have to add on time at the end of the night to give them ample time. Um, rental companies also charge additional fees if you want specific delivery times and specific teardown times. So they love to only work out of a four-hour window, but if um, you know, as a planner, I say, hey, I really just need to have you show up at 11. I need the tent out by 1 a.m. Then they charge a fee to that. So you just, people are, um, I guess, really unaware of like the fees and the additional costs that right. go into having a tent. So just being aware that that is a huge part of getting a tent. Now, if the venue is available day before, like they don't have an event going on day before, do you usually recommend doing the install the day before just to, to save time so it's not uh, as a push on your time schedule day of? 100%. And if you're getting married on a Saturday and you can do your install on a Friday, it's going to be cheaper because it's a weekday. Right. Um, they have to charge more for weekend uh, staff. So 100%. That brings up a great point. I also, um, there's two things you can do. If you have a Saturday or Sunday wedding, you can see if the venue will let the tent people come and tear down on Monday. And again, it's cheaper that way. Right. Um, 
or if it's like you have a Saturday wedding and there's another person getting married on Sunday, we you can do what's called a tent share. Yep. And if you both want a tent, you can split the price of a tent and both get it and it not be near as expensive. Um, and to, to do that, you really just reach out to the venue. The venue contacts the other client, sees if they're interested, and then connects the two of you. That's a great um, idea. Yeah, so it's a great way to like kind of you know get what you want, but also not like completely break the bank. <laughs> Right, right. Now, so what, so what are some other things we need to think about? Style of tent and, and how we're fastening them down? Yes. So um, there's a million different types of tents, but, um, you know, you can get a clear top with clear sides. You can get a white top with white sides. Um, whether or not you even need siding is a question. Um, that's an additional expense as well. Is it going to be windy that day? Do you need to call a couple days before and add that on? Or is it going to be raining really heavily and you need to protect the guests from sideways rain? Um, the size that you need, what fits in the area that you're trying to tent. Make sure that you bring the venue into that conversation because they can tell you what's available um, to actually tent. And then when you are setting up a tent, there's two different ways that you can secure it. You can either they can either use stakes and they secure it that way, um, or actually like drilling in. And some venues have actually uh, like put in ground um, areas for the tent companies anchors. to screw into right, right. anchors. Yes. And, and then you don't even have to worry about it. But if that's not an option, um, then you have to take into account water barrels. Yeah. And that's where timing of setup can get really long because they have to fill up all of those water barrels with hundreds of gallons of water. Right. Um, so that's another thing that plays into timing. But so that, yeah, there's a, all these variations of things that you have to know that work through. And then um, I think one of the other things to think about is just like, how do you want to soften the tent and kind of bring it into the entire design element of your day. Do you want to add um, any sort of greenery or decor hanging from the top of the tent? Again, talking about lighting, do you want to bring in any sort of um, lighting or chandeliers over the dance floor or anything to soften it and kind of make it its own romantic feel? Right. Um, so lots of things that go into a tent that people do not realize. So I just wanted to share all that. That is great info. And I, and I learned, uh, you know, I learned quite a bit about the, the sharing aspect. I never knew you could do that, but boy, that's great. Yeah. Talk about saving you some money. That is amazing. So totally. That, that'll definitely save totally. people some money. So that was our planner tip of the week, logistics of a tent. Next up, we have our question from Jennifer, Jennifer in Nashville, and it says, I want to hire a dr driver at the end of the night for my fiance and myself. Do you have any recommendations on what to ask for and how much I should plan on spending. So the spending one's kind of a loaded question because I think it's kind of <laughs> up and down. But um, what do you think, Abby? I mean, there's a million different options, but I would say the biggest thing that you and I both um, agree on is it depends on, you know, what kind of vibe and style do you want to use? Right. We could probably go back and forth and share a million different that we've seen. I've seen... Um, a like Tesla, you know, come and, and drive people away. I've seen an old stylish car come and drive people away. I've seen um, a pedicab yep. drive, you know, take people away. So I think you have to decide like what plays into the theme of your wedding. Um, and, and kind of obviously based on that, the price is, uh, is based on what kind of style and type of thing that you want. Um, the other thing is timing. So a lot of transportation companies have a four hour minimum. Right. So if you are, are, you know, hiring someone to drive you, a lot of times they'll say, well, you know, it's, we, we have to charge you for four hours. Um, so you just need to be aware of that. It ends up being a higher cost than I think people originally anticipate. Um, there's also an option that I have found, at least in the Austin market, there's a few vendors doing this for transportation, which is called a drive and drop. 
So rather than having to pay for four hours, if they can swing it with how their their logistics of the company's nights are going, they may be willing to do a drive and drop where they literally just come pick you up at the end of the night and drop you off. And it's a lot more of an affordable option. Right. Uh, you may just have less of options of what it is that's coming to pick you up. Well, and you know, I think the key to that, um, regardless of what type of send off vehicle you are using, and I've seen some cool ones too, um, is making sure that the timing is right on it. So if, yes. you, if you're scheduled to leave and do your send off at 11 o'clock, don't tell the vehicle to be there at 11 o'clock because you may be waiting on it. And then guests are already outside. I mean, it just messes up the whole timeline. So mm-hmm. always fudge that time by about 30 minutes. So if you're leaving at 11 o'clock, have them be there at 1030 and ready to go. And then that way, um, when you leave, everything's there and in place, and it's seamless. You can go from your last dance, guests get outside, they get their sparklers or flower petals, and the car's already there, and you can just go and get right into it. Um, Different other stuff you may want to look at, Jennifer, is um, one of the cool things I've seen is horse and buggy. So um, horse and buggy, especially if you're doing a downtown location or an Mm -hmm. area in a major city, they're usually available in that area, not so much as much in the suburbs, but... Um, also, if uh, you know if you're, you're college affiliated and your college town is nearby, um, sometimes they have uh, you know I've seen them. Um, I know Georgia Tech here in Atlanta is big, and and one of their mascots is a car called the Rambling Wreck, and you can actually rent that out to do your How fun! That. Yeah, that's really cool. And then I I think you and I talked a bit about this. I just did a big facility in the North Georgia mountains, and they actually have a helipad. Yes. And at the end of the night. Yes. The helipad is right in the middle of the lake at the back of the venue. And at the end of the night, um, the bride and groom walk as they're sent off across this little bridge. The helicopter comes in, lands right on the helipad, and uh, does the send off. And um, the name of the venue, if you're in the southeast and want to do it, it's a place called Swan Lake Overlook. And it's up, uh, in, a, a town. It's up in a town called um, Dawsonville, Georgia. And it's actually not that expensive, it was like 1200 bucks. Which, wow, you know, you'd think, and, and the cool thing about the helicopter is it will fly you to either the airport or, of your choice um, here locally, or it will, if you pick a hotel that has a helipad on the roof, it will let you come land right on top of the hotel and drop you off there. So I just thought that was so cool. That is so cool. Yeah, I, that, that is so dreamy. And like, yeah, that's amazing. I love that. Yeah. And I think, you know, you when you're deciding what to do for the end of the night, just... I would say the biggest recommendation is just hire a driver at minimum. Hire right. someone to take care of you at the end of the night. Even if you're not drinking a ton, it's your wedding night. You don't want to be responsible for getting in the car and having to drive somewhere. So just at minimum, I always recommend you know hiring hiring someone yeah, to I just agree. get you to your destination safely, whether we, it's a limo or a car or a helicopter. <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and what a lot of people don't think about when they think we're just going to take our own car is the logistics of that kind of get messed up at the end of the night. And that's one area that falls on the planner that, to be honest with mm-hmm. you, she probably doesn't want to deal with is getting the guys out there who want to decorate the car, organizing them, getting yes. the car pulled around, getting all that stuff done. It just It's just one more thing to not have to worry about, and you can do it by hiring a professional. And I would say I would average – Probably, and if I'm wrong, um, let a destination or limo company tell me. But I'd say, uh, you know, average about four or five hundred dollars for mm-hmm. for your limo service. Yeah. Probably about the average, depending on the city and the location that you're in. So, uh, yep, 
Yeah. Any any other cool ones that you've seen, Abby? Besides uh, the classic cars are really cool too. I love the love classic the classic cars. cars. Yeah. And they can like only the old Rolls into... Royce or uh, <laughs> you know a Bentley or something. Yeah, we actually have a, a vendor here in Austin that just got like a. It's like one of the like variations of the Model T Ford, and right. it's so cool. I can't go very far, but it is so cute to get picked up in. Well, you know, one of the things that, that I've seen lately is these big party buses where they come in mm-hmm. and they have, they have mm-hmm. lighting and, and music and stuff going on and an open bar. And they just kind of move the party from the reception right to the bus and then back to the hotel. So, the, so they're going all night with that stuff. And I actually did that for my wedding. So we did our send off and we had a bus um, and we got in the car and then we drove around for five minutes while the rest of the wedding party got all their stuff out of the suites. Right. And they came back and got the wedding party because that's just, we're, we're party animals, me and my husband are. And so we were like, let's just keep the party going. And so all of our wedding party hopped in the bus with us and we all went back to the hotel together. So that's an option too if you you know if you already have a bus that's transporting you guys during the day uh, just keep using it and you can use it for the send off too yep absolutely absolutely and we have some cool guests coming up to talk about uh, destination weddings and and some other stuff going on guys so tell all your friends about wedding pro radio again if you want to get a question to us like Jennifer did uh, email abby at abbie at weddingproradio.com or email me myself rich R-I-C-H at WeddingProRadio.com. So Abby and I always do a fun song feature, and we talked about it, Abby, and we wanted to kind of delve into um, non-traditional specialty dances. I'm going to do some recommendations for uh, non-traditional father-daughter dances that I think um, are really cool but people don't use enough but are great songs. And then you're going to do some kind of non-traditional first dances um, yeah. Again, this uh, feature is sponsored by DJ Songlist. Um, DJ Songlist is an amazing planning app that will help you lay everything out. All these songs are actually going to be up and on DJ Songlist on the app. So you can either go to the, for Abby's, you can go to the first dance category on the app and look them up there and listen to them. Or for mine, you can go to the father-daughter dance category and look them up there. And uh, so let's start this countdown. I'm excited about this, Abby. Let's do it. Yes, I so love this. We're going to go with you first. We're going to do uh, your top five, starting with number five, your top okay. five um, first dance suggestions that are kind of non traditional but are great songs that people may love and may want to consider for their wedding. So, number five is My Best Friend by Hollywood Anderson. Yes, yeah, so this is a really good cover. Um, all of my songs, I, they're all songs that any of my clients have used before. And that totally like shocked me, you know, took me back. I'm like, oh, this is such a non-traditional song to use. And so I wanted, I wanted to share some of them because I, I think it's fun to kind of pick off the mainstream every now and then. Yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree. And then number four for non-traditional first dance songs, you have uh, Jack Johnson with I Got You. Yes, love Jack Johnson. You guys are going to tell my music style in these songs that I've picked, but um, I'm all for any, anything that gives you the feels, So, and this song is, is really sweet. Well, I think there are a lot of great Jack Johnson songs, too. Better Together is another one that's probably yes. a little more mainstream that a lot of people use, yep. and you can use that for ceremony. You can use it for a lot of different stuff, so I, I love the Jack Johnson stuff Back as well. And then coming in at number three, uh, the band pa- The Paper Kites with Bloom. Yeah, so this was a client just recently used this, and now it's a song I listen to all the time because I just love the song, and I hadn't heard it until they did their first dance to it, so I had to include it. Yeah, I thought it was really cool. I, I gave it a listen. Um, I wasn't familiar with it, so I gave it yeah. a listen, and um, and I really liked it. I, I love the guitar in it, and it's mm-hmm. just absolutely a beautiful song. So great job on that one. Number three, 
is, or excuse me, number two is Casey Musgraves with Butterflies. So I had to give my girl Casey Musgraves a spot, especially just a female in general. Um, the feminist in me wanted to, but I love Casey. When a client chose Casey Musgraves, I fangirled for a little bit because I was like, we are so on the same level. If I'd go back, I'd probably have Casey do my first dance. Um, and it's just a different, it's a completely different take on a first dance and it's a different vibe, but it totally worked with this wedding. So I had to share. Well, you know, the, what I liked about this one is this is one that you don't have to dance really slow to. You can, you, you, it's a little more upbeat. So you, yes. can, you can be a little more creative with your first dance with it. So, uh, and the lyrics are great on it. Mm-hmm. And then Abby's number one non-traditional first dance song is Leon Bridges' Beyond. And I, now I'm realizing it's probably a little bit more traditional to use him, but I just feel like he back in the day, Leon wasn't this big old guy, and right. now he's like making his way to mainstream. But yeah. uh, anything Leon is romantic and amazing, and should, any of his songs could be used in multiple areas of a wedding night, but um, this song is incredibly special. Absolutely, absolutely. So that was Abby's top five non-traditional first uh, first dance songs. Now what we're going to do is move to mine, and I did father-daughter dance songs. So there are a ton of father-daughter dance songs. You know, the usuals are like Butterfly Kisses and My mm-hmm. Wish by Rascal Flatts. And oh, yeah. Those, but I, I have picked five that I think are really good that a lot of people don't use. And my first one is a song by Michael Bublé called Forever Now for a father-daughter dance song. Michael Bublé is kind of like Leon Bridges now. You can use him in so many different aspects of your wedding. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. And so many different songs work so many places. But yeah, this is a great one, actually. I need to recommend this one more. Yeah, and you know, the cool thing about it is that he uh, he's singing about his daughter. He did, he wrote this song for his daughter um, and the, after the first time he held her in his arms and, uh, and, and wrote the song. So the lyrics really, really fit. Coming in at number four for non-traditional father-daughter dance songs, I picked uh, Cinderella by Stephen Curtis Chapman. This is such a sweet song. I'm pretty sure I danced to my dad with my dad to this song Did at you? my wedding. <laughs> I love it. I love this one. I think it is. You know, the thing I love about father-daughter dance songs are where there's a nice sentimental element to them, and mm-hmm. uh, with all the ones I picked, lyrically, I mean, they'll have people, you know, tearing up because they they just fit. They just fit. So, so that's what I love about them. Coming in at number three for me is uh, uh, oldies, which I love, which is God Only Knows by the Beach Boys. I have never had this one used either, and I was like, oh my gosh, I gotta share that one too. Great pick. Thank you. Yeah, I love the Beach Boys, and this is one of my favorite songs that they do, and uh, it is just amazing. It works great for a father-daughter dance. So, um, moving on to number two, Landslide by Fleetwood Mac. One of my favorite songs of all time. And the Dixie Chicks do a good version of this one too, if you wanna switch up and use a different version. But I love the live version where she says, this one's for my daddy. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So, I know exactly what you're talking about. Lovely with Mac. Oh, man. They're a very talented group of people. Absolutely. And my number one uh, non-traditional father-daughter dance song is Edwin McCain, Walk With You. Great number one choice. Oh, Love I, this song. The, you know, everything about the lyrics to this song are just absolutely are so father-daughter dance. Mm-hmm. I mean, it talks about walking down the aisle. And, and talks about saying I do and then how emotional he is about yep. it. I mean, it's just great. So those are our songs. We are. Uh, we hope you guys enjoyed those. Um, again, those are going to be up on DJ Songlist app for you as well. And we also are going to have them up on our Spotify. To look at our lists on Spotify, you just go to Spotify and type in DJ Songlist dash 
not slash, but dash WPR for Wedding Pro Radio, and you can download all these lists and take a listen to all the songs that Abby and I have on. If you have recommendations for some of that stuff you want to do, please email us or go to social media, uh, Wedding Pro Radio, our social media pages, and let us know and um, what you're thinking as far as lists and what you'd like to hear and what you'd like to see, and we will try to get those in. So again, follow us on or download DJ Songlist app and follow us on Spotify at DJ Songlist Wedding Pro Radio. And you can check out any and all these lists. And Abby, I really enjoyed yours. So uh, looking forward to this segment. Next time we do it, we are going to come back in just a couple of minutes with more Wedding Pro Radio and wrap things up. ACH Events is a full-service wedding planning and design team based in Texas with a focus on unparalleled service and event personalization. We offer our clients expert advice and hands-on guidance, ultimately bringing your special day to fruition through a highly personalized, stress-limiting, and always enjoyable planning experience. Texas is our home, but we handle weddings across the country and internationally. Wedding planning can be overwhelming, especially in this time of COVID-19, but we're here to help. So join the hundreds of brides we've already worked with and let's help you make your wedding vision come true. Contact us at achevents.com and let's start planning your dream wedding. DJ Songlist is the ultimate special event music planning tool. It's an easy to use application that provides music planning and organization for any event. This app is frequently used for weddings, corporate parties, and any other event where a DJ or band has been hired. The songs are sorted by genre to make them easy to find and sort. In the app, you can listen, browse, and add songs to your customizable song list. For brides, there are even sections for wedding ceremony music and wedding reception specialty songs. Once finished, you can email your band or DJ the song list directly from the app. So, if you're planning a wedding or special event, download the DJ Song List app on the Apple App Store today and see how easy music planning for your event can be. Looking for a DJ for your wedding celebration? Well, then look no further than Black Tie Events. We are your source for DJ entertainment and so much more. With offices in Atlanta and Dallas-Fort Worth, let us help make your special day everything you dreamed it would be. Contact us at btevents.com or call us at 770-582-0525. Welcome back to Wedding Pro Radio, ladies and gentlemen. So we hope you enjoyed everything. The timeline tips, Abby, I thought were great and and breaking that down. Um, you know, and then maybe down the road, what we can do is break them out a little more, like really get into detail about, about a reception timeline or a ceremony timeline. We gave them a quick overview, but I, I thought it was great information for everybody. Yeah, for sure. And if you guys want to hear, you know, any more specifics and needs us to get into the nitty gritty of, of anything about the logistics of a wedding day, reach out to us, let us know. We'll gladly add it to um, our show notes for one of one of the episodes. So just let us know. Absolutely. And then the questions were great. Jennifer in Asheville and uh, Sarah in East Lansing, Michigan. Thank you for those. So Abby, I'm excited that we get to talk destination weddings because it's uh, something that you and I do occasionally, but we are going to have an expert on Natasha Bracken with Natasha Bracken Events based out of Boston, Massachusetts. And she does a lot of destination weddings. And I am excited to, to pick her brain on the different stuff, uh, like how she finds her vendors and what are the popular destinations that people are using. I'm, I'm really excited about this. Oh, yeah, me too. And I have, I, I would love to hear her take just on the pivoting and transition that she's had to work on given COVID and travel restric- restrictions and testings that we've had to implement now. Um, I know one of my, my destination weddings this year, we've, we've had quite a few hurdles to jump over and postponements and things like that. So 
I'm excited to just hear her perspective on how it's going for her and any tips and tricks that she has uh, for anyone who is planning a destination wedding. And I think those are actually going to become more of a thing because yeah. of COVID too. I know that it's weird because it's traveling, but most of the time, destination weddings are smaller, right. which makes sense. Yep. Um, That's the micro wedding. Yeah. And, and our specific venue for this one destination wedding I have coming up, um, the, the resort is actually offering the COVID testing prior to flying out and like doing it for all of um, the client and then all of their guests. So, you know, I, I'm just excited to talk about all of that and, and, and how we can still make destination weddings happen and, and why they're awesome and all that jazz. So I'm excited. Yeah, I am too. I'm, I'm interested to hear what some of the key locations are. I know beach yeah. weddings are really popular and Natasha actually has an office, I think in Miami or just north of Miami where she does a lot of beach weddings there. So she has an office in Boston and in, in Florida. So I'm, I'm curious to find out what the popular destinations are. And I agree. I think, um, you know, the COVID aspect is going to be kind of interesting to hear. I know I just uh, personally um, booked a trip to Hawaii for 2022 for my wife and I, and it, you wouldn't believe all the COVID hoops they have now. Now they may not mm -hmm. have them by then in 2022, but just right. to get into Hawaii, you know, you need to have uh, a quarantined or either had your vaccine or there's just all right. kinds of hoops you got to jump through. So, um, yep. so it'll be interesting to talk to her about that. Also, we're going to have our top songs feature. We don't know what that is yet, but we will come up with a good one for you. Um, I may do a DJ tip of the week, and Abby will do a planning tip of the week. Um, yep. But super excited about that. And again, guys, if you want to get in touch with us, please let us know. You can email us at WeddingProRadio.com. And um, Abby is A-B-B-I-E at WeddingProRadio.com. I am Rich, R-I-C-H, at WeddingProRadio.com. Also, special thanks to our sponsors, uh, ACH events, DJ Songlist, and Black Tie events, and also to the Phoenix Radio Network and Big Talk Radio Del Marva for broadcasting our show. Our show runs there every uh, on the Phoenix Radio Network. It runs three times a week. It runs Wednesdays at three, and it runs Saturdays and Sundays at noon. On Big Talk Radio Del Marva, it runs Saturdays and Sundays at noon. Um, also, if you get a chance to follow us and you want to follow some of the lists that we do. Um, the songs are available in the respective categories on the DJ Songlist app, which you can get at your Apple App Store, or you can go to Spotify and just search DJ Songlist dash WPR for Wedding Pro Radio, and all the songs that I, uh, we Abby and I work on and put up there are available there as well. So, any closing thoughts, Abby? No, I was just gonna make sure that everyone knew if you are down to the song part and decision part of your wedding planning utilize the DJ Songlist app. It's really awesome. You can share it with your DJ and you can share it with your wedding planner. It's super easy. It gives you suggestions so you're not having to rack your brain with what you want to dance to. Um, and it makes the process a lot easier. So uh, don't hesitate to, to use that platform because it can be a huge help. Absolutely. And we will check in with you guys uh, next week when we have a little more coming, coming for you for more Wedding Pro Radio. But until then, you guys have a great week. Thanks for listening to Wedding Pro Radio. The slow, sweet